Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Thanks, Jake. Oh, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Were the donuts nice? Uh, do we do we have uh, do we have favorite flavors? Anyone want to shout out? Feel comfortable shouting out what their favorite flavor was today? Cinnamon sugar, gross. Uh, what? Anyone? Cider? I didn't have that one. Uh, anyone else? Oh, that's the win. That's the winner right there. The old fashioned. That's the, that's the correct answer. Um, I'm just kidding. You know what? You can like any donut that you want because it's a donut, okay? Um, super glad that you guys are here today celebrating our one year. Uh, it's crazy, frankly, from my shoes to say, if you would ask me like 2019 or, you know, mid-lockdown uh, of the pandemic, that we would be here, um, you would be here uh, a year later. This is this is crazy. And, um, you know, I, we were joking earlier that I, I don't know if I would ever uh, choose to plant a church in a in a pandemic, uh, or if it's the wisest time to plant a church in the pand- pandemic, uh, it's probably not, but um, we believe that God's called us to, and we have seen God's faithfulness um, throughout this entire process. And so uh, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of the journey uh, with us. If you're, if you're a part of Mission City, or you're connected to someone, or this is your first time here, we just, from the bottom of my heart, I'm just so thankful, and so thank- thankful for you. And, uh, and also, we're just so thankful for how God's been faithful in this. And so today, uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to celebrate. And uh, we're going to celebrate how God's shown up for us. Uh, and then also for you, um, I, I hope that you can celebrate that as well. You know, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know like if you're, if you're th- wired this way or not, but it seems to be that it's, there's, there's, there's not a lot of people that celebrate things many, anymore. Um, like we tend to... We tend to, to comment on how things didn't go like we wanted them to, uh, or like we have so many goals that even when we achieve something that is good or great, uh, we don't have time to celebrate and to enjoy it because there's the next thing on the agenda, there's the next thing on the calendar, there's the next thing that I have to do. And so maybe just for 15, 20 minutes, let's take a breath and let's just think about our own lives and think about one, if you're a part of this community, like that, celebrating that God has has been here and is is moving and working inside uh, of this church, and then also as individuals, is asking or, or remembering uh, remembering God's faithfulness uh, in your own life and celebrating that today. So that's what we want to do. Uh, and so, uh, and and really, you, you'll you hear this word faithful like 35 times probably today. So you're welcome. Uh, but but it, the reason why we want to lean into this talking about where we've been is because as I, I was I was talking to a, a missionary that we supported a few months back, and he was asking me, he's like, "You're about to be a year old. Have you reflected on this yet?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> ain't nobody got time to reflect nowadays. We, we're busy, you know. We got to do stuff. We got a donut truck coming. Come on." And um, and I, I, uh, I was like, no, but so right after we hung up the phone, I, I like took some time and I started just thinking and reflecting. And, and that's, 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 the, that's like the mantra that I would say is this phrase of God is faithful and it has been faithful. Uh, that's where we've been. 
And, um, and so, uh, and it's true in scripture. We see this as a characteristic of who God is, that he is faithful. It says this in Exodus 34, 5 and 6. It says, the Lord descended into the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. So this is God speaking with Moses. Uh, he's speaking with Moses there in the wilderness. And this is actually, if you want to write this down and write out attributes of God, this is the first time uh, that uh, Moses, or excuse me, God actually describes himself in the characteristics of who he is. So it's a, it, like we, we have books and volumes of these books about like what God is like and, and, and God tells us what he's like in Exodus chapter 34, verse six, five through, it actually goes through five through seven and eight, but we're gonna look at five and six. He says, uh, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, this is what he says, the Lord, the Lord, or we learned the name a few weeks ago, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's what it is. Isn't that amazing? Like this, this is the God that we serve, that he is merciful, he's gracious, he's slow to anger, and he's abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He's, he's overwhelming, he's overflowing in his faithfulness. Now, so what, is, what does this word faithful or faithfulness mean? So uh, if we look at the word uh, in Hebrew, it, it means it's this word emet, which that's a, fun, that's a fun, simple Hebrew word, right? Amet. You can all remember that. It's not a hard word. Uh, but faithful, is, it, it means amet. It means, to be, it means truth. It means stability and reliability. So stable, right? Consistent. And, uh, and, and actually, there's a story uh, where Moses, you might, I don't know if you remember this, but, but he's holding up his arms, and they place a rock under him, I believe, so he can sit down, and like, so he can be stable, so he can be a met. That's what it is. It's stability. It says for, for people to show a met is to, 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 be, to be trustworthy, to be reliable. For God, it's for him to be a rock, which is why in the Psalms, you see the psalmist often describe God as our rock, our fortress, our refuge. It's, uh, it, it's, it's that, again, that he is trustworthy, that he's stable, and that his character, like how he chooses to interact in the world, is consistent. And so when we say God is faithful, we say that he's trustworthy. We say that, that he's stable, that he is our rock, that we can, we can trust in his character, that he is going to come through, and that if he encourages you or leads you in a certain way, like he will f- see it through. So what is, what is the human response to God's amet or his faithfulness? Well, the verb form of that is, uh, and again, I'm not trying to do a Hebrew word study. It's just these, this, is, this is interesting to me, and it might be nerdy to you, so I apologize. But uh, the, the Hebrew word verb form is uh, hey amen. And so the, what, how we respond to God's faithfulness or his amet is that we hey amen him. That's a really great joke that didn't land. Awesome. So... <laughs> I write ha 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 in my notes and no one laughs. <laughs> what? What is going on? <laughs> anyway, uh, I just think I'm funny myself. Um, I'm not going to say it again. All right. So, but but the the verb form of it is that is hey amen is to it's to believe. So we what do we respond to God's faithfulness is that we believe him. We believe in his in, like that he is going to be trustworthy. We trust in him. We have another word we use, which is the same word, which you're not allowed to do, but we have faith in him. We have faith in his faithfulness. You're using faith too many times, Russell. But I trust in his faithfulness. That's your response to him. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. Now, now, so for us, like God has provided for Mission City. I don't know about you, but 
Isn't it, have you ever noticed God providing for you in your weakness? Have you ever seen that before? Like for, for whatever reason, like you're planning on doing something or you're going in this direction and you just don't have the foresight to see something and for whatever reason, God, because it's, he's leading you in this way, like comes through. And it's not because you're gifted or talented, although you do have gifts and talents. It's that he just cares about you and just shows up. Uh, I'll tell you an example. So uh, I am a big picture guy. If you haven't spent a lot of time with me or working on a volunteer team with me, uh, or if you're not married to me, I'm a very big picture guy, <laughs> which none of you are except one. Hello, Cassie, wherever you are. I love you. Um, but I, like, I, I'm like, hey, I want to go do this. And people are like, well, how are we going to do it? I don't know. I just want to do it. And, uh, and so, <coughs> so I was like, hey, I want to plant a church. So we're planting this church, and, uh, and so you need, we're loading and loading out. We knew we were going to meet in this, um, in this theater, and I was like, we need a trailer. And so I had a buddy who had just, he, he was doing load in, load out, and he just got a building. I was like, oh, I bet we could borrow his trailer. And, uh, and so you notice, I mean, there's like, you know, there's speakers, we have all these giant bins or whatever. So I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna, like, maybe they'll donate this trailer or let us borrow it for a season, that's awesome. My assumption was the trailer was just gonna be empty. Like, empty trailer, and we're just gonna figure out, like, we're gonna have just a ton of dollies, like, rolling in all of this, all of this gear. Or like, carrying in all of our gear every single day by hand. Not on wheels, just carrying it in. If you load in, load out with us, you know how much of a pain that would have been. And so anyway, so we get, I'm going to check out the trailer just to make sure we want it. And one, it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a 10-foot trailer. You know why? Because I don't ask questions like that. Like, hey, can we borrow your trailer? It's not like, hey, how big's your trailer? Hey, is there anything in your trailer? Do we need to move it? No, no, no. I just say, hey, can I borrow your trailer? Uh, and all the detail people are like, you're a moron. And I'm like, maybe I am. It's okay. But I have detail people in my life. And so anyway, so we get to open up this trailer. And I open up, and it's full of these cabinets. And if you, have you guys seen our cabinets in our, in our lobby before, these black cabinets? They're like three feet wide, two, or yeah, th three feet in length, two feet wide, and they're about like six or seven feet tall. And they're meant for portable church. And I open up a trailer that is about to be given to us to use as long as we need it or until they plant another church. And it's full of all these things that I had no plan for at all. And like the, each of these bins themselves, they're somewhere between like 300, depending on the, the intricacies of it, to $1,000 a pop too, by the way. So if we had to go buy these, you know, you're, you're, you're going between, we use 10 to 15. So between 10 and maybe seven to $12,000 worth of just stuff that was able for us to give. That I'm just going like pie in the sky clouds. Hey, we're getting a trailer. It's going to be good. And God's like, you don't think about the details, but I've thought about it for you because I'm show up for you. I'm stable. I'm consistent. I'm, I am a provider. God has, God, God, God provided for us in that way. And, uh, and he continues to do that. That's just one small example of that. There's so many more with, with people, with finances, with, with just, just it, it's been amazing to see God show up. And so what I want to do right now is I just want to look at some passages on the faithfulness of God. I'm not going to preach on them. I might make a brief comment, but outside of that is I just want you just, I want this just to like to, to, to almost hover over you or you just to, to meditate or think on these passages and you think for yourself is where has God provided for you? How has God shown up for you? And if you're not a follower of Jesus, that's cool. Like you can hear and read what we believe God to be like in his faithfulness. So check this out. Deuteronomy 31.6. This is, this is where 
uh, Joshua, who is the person that took over leadership for Israel after Moses, when they're about to go into the promised land. And it says this in Deuteronomy 31.6. Sounds like Joshua 1 as well, but it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. That promise is good, isn't it? Like when God is leading you into a place, is he's going with you and he will not leave you or forsake you. I remember there's a, there's a story earlier where Moses, uh, where God's like, hey, you guys go over there, but I'm not gonna, God's like, I'm not gonna go with you, which is a weird dialogue. And like Moses is like, if you don't go with us, it will all be like worthless. It won't be worth it at all. And there's this idea that, there's a, that God, when like we're walking with him, when we're, he's leading us, that he's going with us, he's preparing the way and he won't leave us or forsake us. Uh, the psalmist says this in 31 he says for you are my rock and my fortress and for your namesake you lead me and guide me you take me out of the net they have hidden from me or for me for you are my refuge into your hands I commend my spirit you have redeemed me O Lord faithful God Psalm 119 89 and 90 forever O Lord your, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. He's stable. He's consistent. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. His faithfulness endures forever throughout all generations. Listen about this. Daily mercies and grace and forgiveness. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Some of you might need this today. Maybe you walked in here, maybe you made some mistakes, maybe you, when you come to church you feel the guilt and the shame of your life and you need to listen to this. He says his, his mercies never come to an end. His mercies never come to an end. They are, they are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That his mercies are new for you today. His mercies are new for me today. They don't run out. They're new each morning. And, and maybe today that you're, you're thankful because God has mercy for you today. His faithfulness, his stability, his love is, is for you and strong and it is faithful as well. And we see prayers in like First uh, Corinthians one night. It says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. God is faithful. Take a moment and just think, how has God been faithful for you? How has God walked with you over this past year, over this past two years, over the past 10 years? And maybe you're like in a really big storm right now, and it's hard to even acknowledge the faithfulness of God. But sometimes like when you've been on the other side of one, you can look back and say, oh, that's, you've moved here, you've moved here, you moved here, and you moved here. And it was, and it was you. Your hand was there all along. So God's provided for us. He's, he's brought people. He's, brought, he's, he's provided for us financially. He's provided for us with oversight of things that I'm not smart enough to be able to think through or see. Uh, he's also brought people, and uh, he's provided people. And uh, we have a story. Uh, when, I, when I was praying before, before we even started talking to the launch team, I was praying for like, people from my past to be a part of us like to part of us like God uh, not like in a super prophetic I had a word but I had this like prompting from the Lord that was like hey you're gonna have someone old and someone new come with you to be a part of this and I was like oh it's like a wedding right <laughs> something old something new something blue what's the blue thing right um and I, so I thought so I'm from Atlanta and then I lived in Colorado for a little bit and then I worked at Grace in Kansas City for a little bit 
I thought these something old was going to be like um, someone from Colorado or from Atlanta. Like one of my friends that was in ministry was going to move out and we were going to start. So, you know, I asked all of them. They all said no, um, which is fine. I mean, Georgia's a nice place. Kansas might be better. Who knows? So it's great. I love Kansas City. Kansas City, way better than Atlanta, by the way. Traffic, so, I, I can't say that. Sorry, stinks. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I should never have a donut before I preach. That's a <laughs> new conclusion. Uh, or I should always have one. We'll, we'll take a poll after this. You can write it on your Connect card. Um, anyway, um, but uh, so come to find out, uh, Jake Eichard is my someone old. Where are you, Jake? Wherever you're at. But he, because him and I worked together at Grace, our sinning church. And then, um, we, but we didn't have something new. And so, but I continue to believe that like someone new was going to be a part of us. And, um, and so, the, actually, crazy enough, the guy that we hired at Grace to replace me, I was the main student pastor there, or I was the, I was the d- director, oh, I don't know how to call this, I was in charge of students over all the campuses, and at one of the campuses as well. The guy that took my job, um, we were looking for someone to lead worship, said, hey, I got a guy who lives in Oklahoma City, and I want to introduce you to him, and his name's Evan. He was a, he was a guy that was right here that was singing uh, earlier today. And God's, it, it was crazy, and like, I can't believe that someone would move from Oklahoma City with his wife to come be a part of our church plant. Like, that's, like, th- talk about a f- confirming that God has called us to do this, that people are willing and, and from other cities are coming with us to be a part of this, to reach Kansas City, to reach the mission in the Merriam area, to reach, to reach the world. And so uh, we're going to watch a video uh, about their story and how they kind of got here. So check this out. Hi, I'm Evan. I'm Jess. And we're the Kennedys. And we just wanted to tell our story about how we got to Mission City. Um, we're from Oklahoma City originally, and uh, I work in the medical field. Um, it's a routine of mine is to pray um, every morning as I go to work and there was one morning where I was just feeling a lot of discontent just in maybe my job but um, maybe my lack of uh, doing things for the Lord but anyway I was just praying to God and just asking for something new and uh, within an hour um, I received a text from an old pastor of mine that um, I've con- kept in touch with over the years and uh, he just reached out about a church plant that was happening in the KC area which he recently uh, moved to that area as well so he was familiar and I just wanted to see if I had any interest Um, and just the timing of all of this kind of caught my attention and made me want to consider it a little bit Uh, so I, I brought it home and and talk to Jess to see what her thoughts were, to see if it was even worth having a conversation with this church plant pastor, so. <laughs> yeah, so when Evan shared that with me, um, I kind of had mixed feelings at first. Um, I mean, it was really hard to ignore how, the timing of how his friend Brian called him right after he was praying and asking the Lord um, for something new. And um, it was an interesting time for us too because we were in the middle of transition. We 
Before this, we had been trying to buy a house in Oklahoma City for a couple years and just never found the right house. Um, and then my job was in transition. Um, the owners of the shop, the bakery that I worked at, um, they were selling and so I was looking for something new. So the timing was very interesting um, and aligned pretty well. But it was scary to think about the thought of moving out of state because our both our families are here. We've never lived out of state. So I just, there's a, a mix of, we'll see, um, but I'm also curious to see what the Lord does with this. And I encouraged him that we might as well go check it out and just see um, what God wants to do. Um, after having some conversations with with Russell, Jessica and I decided that we, we needed to go and, and take a, a trip to, to KC and we did and I believe that was in um, maybe mid-September, a couple weeks away from the church launch and uh, we got to meet with uh, the core group of, of Mission City that was helping Russell start the church and um, met people, uh, went home and I think Jessica surprised herself and was ready to go, I think, ready to come. Um, I, maybe it's just how I'm built, but I, <laughs> I wanted to take some time to think things through. So uh, we came home um, and Jessica, I think, counseled me a little bit, helped uh, me connect back with uh, God's heart and what, where he was maybe pushing me and us. Um, and we ended up saying yes. And, um, and then we started the, the waiting process. <laughs> so after the decision to say yes, um, it was a long waiting period. I think a lot longer than we expected. Um, it was about nine months of waiting for a job to come through so that we could say yes. And in the midst of all that waiting, um, that's when the doubts come in and um, hesitancy from family. And um, I even thought about the sermon last week when Jake was talking about um, in the garden where the serpent was saying, did God really say this? And that's kind of how it felt in that season for us of just waiting on the Lord and knowing that we were gonna say yes and we were all in, but just trusting him with his timing for the right job to come through and um, and for that. So, yeah. yeah. And in, in waiting, we pretty quickly were attacked by the enemy um, in, in, in ways like that, just the, the time period of how long it took, but then also um, I was diagnosed with a vocal disorder to where it uh, for a while there, I couldn't speak normally, I couldn't sing normally, and I'm, I'm moving up here potentially to to lead worship and, and sing every week. Um, but Jessica and I took that as further uh, confirmation that God wanted us up here um, because we knew that the enemy didn't didn't want that for us um, and he was coming after us. But but God's faithful and he's he's given me some some success with uh, the vocal issue. Um, he when we were pursuing a job for me, just because the type of job I pursued was a little bit more secure financially, um, a job popped up for Jessica and we felt like we needed to be faithful and pursue that. Um, and unknowing 
what things would look like financially. Um, and then a week later, I was interviewing for, for my job um, that I currently have, and um, just God continued just to show His faithfulness to us. Um, and early June, we're, we're up in KC and, and part of Mission City and um, being blessed each week. Uh, what has Mission City meant to me? Um, so we've been here th three months and God's just continued just to show how faithful He is um, just in getting us up here and all the steps that that took. But just once we've been here, just giving us community um, and, and stretching us and, and growing us. And what it's meant for me, I mean, just very quickly, as soon as we came, um, we just felt so welcomed and everyone's so intentional and kind and seen. And it just reminds me of how the Lord sees us. And um, I'm just excited to be a part of that community. It's a, it's a pretty cool story, right? It's a story of God's faithfulness. God told them to come. They have to wait nine months. Evan can't talk or sing. Uh, family questions. Is God really calling you to do that, say you to do that? And th just to see them move up here to be a part of us is just incredible. And that's just one story of, of people. I've talked to people about who have been looking for a church, looking to be connected, and they haven't felt connected before, and now they do. I've talked, there's people in our community that are admittedly lost. They would say, hey, I'm not sure what I believe, but I want to be around y'all. I want to. I want to. I want to, to 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 learn and 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 go from there as well. And so it's crazy to see just different stories, different faces, how God is moving, and uh, and we look forward to what God wants to do uh, in the future as well. And we we do believe, like God, uh, for me, this past year has felt like, uh, to be completely frank, we always talk about pre-launch and church planning. Hey, you have a pre-launch time, and then you go, and you're you're launched. Well, COVID's made me feel like I've just been in a perpetual state of pre-launch, right? And maybe that's how you feel like your life's been over the last year or two, where it's just like you're just waiting for something. It could be a, a new job or a new opportunity, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, but there is a, there, there's, this, there, there's this sense right now is like where God has, is building a core together, not just so that we can, you know, not to, just so we can benefit from it as a community, but so that this community can be used to minister to the city around the world. And God wants to use you. And God's going to put dreams and ideas, and, and he's given you talents to, to be used by him uh, in your worlds. Uh, as Jake said it this week on our podcast, like, in, like wherever your audience is, whoever you have influence over uh, as well. And uh, God wants to use you. He really, he genuinely does. The last thing I just want to say is that God has been and will always be faithful. It sounds like a broken record, but it's true. Is that God has been in your past and will always be faithful. When, when can you look back and say, Lord, you are faithful? Like, is there places as you've thought and processed this today? Maybe that's what you talk about at your lunch. Uh, I don't know. But there's, there's, a, there's a book. Um, how many of you guys have read Chronicles of Narnia? A lot of people, or some of you have, a handful of you. How many of you have seen the movie? <laughs> about the same amount, right? So there's, that's, it's a book in a series, uh, and there's a book in the series called The Horse and His Boy. Anyone ever read that? Ever read The Horse and His Boy? Maybe. Some people, three people, awesome. So I love that book, uh, and I read it, I actually read it this year, and there's a story, I'll ruin it for you because most of you won't read it anyway, uh, 
but there's, there's, a, there's an incredible interaction. If you don't know the world of Narnia, basically one key figure is the, is the lion, who is Aslan, and he is, um, he's basically the godlike figure in, in this story. And um, anyway, so, but in The Horse and His Boy, there's a boy named Shasta, who uh, he, w- he was a boy was kind of kidnapped and as, as a baby, but his, he ended up finding this man who was a fisherman who found him in a boat as a baby, which, which is crazy, right? And uh, but he lives with this man, and he, the, he, he doesn't think the man, originally he doesn't think the man's his dad, uh, but in this, because this man's not really kind to him, but he still kind of takes care of him. And then eventually this man's going to sell him to this, like kind of this, this nobleman, if you will, to, to enslave him. And he gets wind of this, and Shasta leaves on this talking horse who's from Narnia. And the story is, you know, he meets, um, it's a long journey, but he's basically trying to get to, um, trying to eventually get to Narnia. But they also, along the way, he meets a friend, a a girl who's also trying to escape kind of the life that she's in. And they get wind of this plot to hurt another kingdom, and they basically ride as, as fast as they can to get ahead of this to tell these people that, hey, these people are coming to attack you. And, uh, but anyway, but Aslan c- shows up um, in different places ap- along, along the way. You don't realize it. And towards the end, he shows up as Shasta is riding this horse, and it's super foggy, and uh, I think there's like cliffs and ravines on both sides. Uh, he ends up chasing them and scaring these horses to run as fast as they can so they can get to this place. And Aslan has this, this dialogue. I, 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 I will write it. I'll read it to you. This is what he says to him. He says, I was the lion who forced you to join Erevas. I was the cat who comforted you among the house, houses of the dead. I was the lion who drove the jackals from you while you slept. I was the lion who gave the horses the new strength of fear for the last mile so that you should reach King Loon in time. And I was the lion you do not remember who pushed the boat in which you lay a child near death so that it came to a shore where a man sat wakeful at midnight to receive you. Isn't that amazing? Like, again, this is Aslan's this godlike figure who along this person's story was present and was there. And it didn't look to him like he was present and there, but he was. He was. And, and I just want to encourage you. I, like, I don't, you might leave and go, like, I know God's faithful. I learned that. That's great. But like, there, there, you might need to look back and ask God, like, where have you been faithful where I, don't, I didn't see it, where I, don't, where I don't see it as well? And just one word of caution is sometimes like, we look to other people because uh, we want their stories and we want to, to be like them and, and not want to live the lives that are kind of in front of us. And uh, Aslan comments on this. He says, so, because Shasta basically wants to say, hey, but you hurt my friend. He says, then it was you who wounded Erevas. And uh, he ended up nipping at him a little bit, uh, which a line nipping is terrifying, but that's, anyway. Uh, but he says, it was I, but, for, for, but what for? And then I love, this is so, this is so amazing. This could be its own sermon. It says, child, says the voice or the line. He says, I am telling you your story, not hers. I tell no one any story but their own. And sometimes, like, we get caught up in someone else's story and other person's faithfulness and how God's come through in their life, and there's jealousy and there's, like, frustration or whatever else it might be. And, and, and God's saying, hey, like, no, I want to tell your story to you. 
And uh, God is faithful. He'll always be faithful. And he's working in our lives even when we don't see it as well. That he's going to be faithful. I'm going to invite uh, Evan and Tommy to come back up. Just let me share one last verse with you, and then we'll sing a couple songs. Um, so Paul has this prayer in Philippians. He says this. He says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That God is working in and through you if you're a follower of him, and that he will bring this work to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. God is still working. Now, if, you, if you're not a follower of Jesus, like we, we want to invite you to follow him with, with, your, with your lives. We want you to believe, that, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord or he's king, and believe in your heart that, that God raised him from the dead, that he died and rose again so that you could have life and forgiveness. And if you have questions about that, come talk to me, come talk to Jake or someone uh, wearing a Mission City t-shirt, although we're all wearing them today, so that might be challenging. Um, but God's not done. He's not done. So where have you seen God's faithfulness? Where today do you need to remember God's faithfulness for what is in front of you? Because like maybe it's not like, you, yeah, you're, you're like you actually believe this and you've seen this, but there's a new mountain in front of you. There's a new storm ahead. There's something, there's, there's a new trail to go after, to walk after. There's a new adventure to pursue. And you need to believe today that, 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 that he is faithful and that he will guide you even if you don't know where your steps go. And so uh, each service, each week we take communion together. And so if you have these cups, uh, you can pull out the, 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 the wafer and the juice. And, uh, you know, communion is is a reminder for us of the greatest picture of God's faithfulness in Jesus. And we take this cracker as a, as, a, as, a, as a remembrance of his body broken and we drink this juice as a picture of his blood shed. God becoming man, living a perfect life and laying down his life so that you and I could experience the mercy, the faithfulness, and the grace of God. And so before you eat today, just take a moment and praise him for his faithfulness. Praise him for his body broken, bloodshed for you. Celebrate that, and when you're ready, you can take and eat. So Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you for how good you are. You are faithful, God. You are so faithful. We praise you that your mercies are new every morning, God. There's someone here that might feel unforgiveness for something from today or from yesterday or from last week, God. May they experience your forgiveness and your mercy because your mercies are new each morning. God, we remember the cross. We remember your body broken and your blood shed. You laying down your life for the world. We love you so much. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.